Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Chickens are weird! Welcome back to the Irons World Podcast. This is your boy DJ Iron One. And this is your boy Diff U. And today we got a special guest in the building. We got my guy Jay Jerry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So this is one of those, uh, I don't know, he's a local artist in Portland. Um, pretty dope designer as well. Um, pretty multifaceted individual, but met him initially um, at the employee store out here just buying some gear. Uh, met him through, via, via a mutual friend. Um, as soon as we met each other, I was like, yeah, I already know who you are, bro. I'm cool with your little brother. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like usually when you meet, I don't know, the older sibling or if you, if you met the younger sibling of the older sibling, usually they refer, the younger sibling is referred to as the brother of the older sibling. But in this case, I kind of flipped the script on him <laughs> and hit him with the, hit him with the other way around. But, uh, yes, yeah, my guy, Jay Jury. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Feel free to, I don't know, yeah. introduce hey. yourself to the people. Man, thanks for having me, yo. I mean that introduction was was uh, magnificent. I don't really know how to follow that, but uh, no nah. pleasure. No, nah, man, we appreciate pleasure. you coming. Nah, I've been man. watching the pod, man. Y'all been doing your thing. Yeah, appreciate uh, you, you, man. I've been trying to get y'all two to meet each other for a while, yeah, just on yeah. some like producer rapper shit. Yeah, he told yeah, me a lot you know. about you, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Um, I'm glad to have you, man. Yeah, some brothers in Portland, boy. We out here. <laughs> big facts, big facts. Yeah, man. And like, how long have you been out here in Portland? Long ass time, long um, time. I got here in two thousand summer two thousand eight. Yes, so you've been out here for a minute. Okay, it's about yeah. over, five ten, years over ten for me. over ten years. Five years. Yeah. Five years. This year is five years. Fire. Yeah, fire. Same here. Yeah, it's two, fucking wild, dude. Two thousand eight, man. That's that's fifteen. Five more years yeah. is ten years. It's just wild to think that. Like, will <laughs> I be out here another five years? I don't know, but it's wild time yeah, flies. We'll see. I came out here for college, so I was. Uh, where did you go to school at? Pacific University. It's like okay. a smaller little D okay, three okay. D three joint, but um. I played ball there. I basically just wanted to come out here and uh, play basketball, but in Oregon, because I was trying to work at a Nike when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So okay. I just came out here. and was like, that's what I'm going to do. I went out there and did it. That makes sense. I feel like that's a lot. Of, like I've said in the past, I feel like that's a lot of the reason why a lot of us end up here, either yeah. Nike, mm-hmm. Adidas, Intel, or like yep. any of the agencies out here that support any of those three brands. Yeah, 100, 100 man. Um, yes. And you said... Uh, you said you're from Cali? Yeah, yeah, he's from Cali. Southern Cali. He's from IE. IE 909. Inland Empire. Shout out. Yeah, so I mean, I guess know. that kind of leads me to my, like, my first question. I got cousins I in San Bernardino. No, word? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, That's bro. crazy. Yeah, okay, yeah. what part of the IE are you actually from? I am uh, I grew up in Fontana, right by okay. San Bernardino, right by so yeah, Rancho like, Cucamonga, like smack in the middle of that. Hey, yeah, man. Isn't Hit Boy from there? Hit Boy's from there. Okay. For real? Yeah, Tra- I didn't know Travis Barker from there. My, my we first. Got, we got talent from yeah, there. Yeah, he, he has a song called, like, Fontana or Tony Fontana or something yeah, like that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fontana really That's got off of uh, the um, Half a Mill, one of the early Half a Mill projects with him and Dom Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got yeah. a lot, um, lot of talent out here. First experience of, like, what the desert was kind of like, the hot heat, was going to San Bernardino <laughs> to see my cousins, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I always tell people this story because... It's different. I never like from where from where we from. It's hot, but it's humid. There's a difference between southern heat and like desert heat, and bro, like yeah, yeah I got that shit heat. pushes down on you. And it was like 110, and like what happened was I was riding like a train or something, yep. and like 
so I was coming from LA. So LA is hot, but it ain't like that. So when I got on the train or bus, it wasn't traffic or what I was on, but when I got off that motherfucker, I just I was like, something ain't right. Like I just something hit my whole sense. It's just not my whole equilibrium off, bro. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I really thought about it. I was like, oh, it's 110 degrees. I couldn't figure out what it was that was bothering me. I was like, bro, you were inland. <laughs> like you were literally inland. Like, so okay. it's hotter, bro. Then yeah, that's, like I said, that kind of leads me to my first question for you. So like, you grew up in Southern Cali, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like super dry and hot all the time. No yeah. rain. Everybody like, got a no pool. Real rain. And then yeah, we, didn't, we didn't have a pool. Just ended up. I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, you I always assume everybody yeah. got pools out there. You need one. Yeah, everybody want a pool. And then you all of a sudden ended up in the Pacific Northwest for school. Like how? How did you? I don't know. Maneuver through. That man that's a great question bro because change in the environment because that just seems like mm-hmm. that would throw me into like a super culture shock like i mean being from a super diverse part of the country that like southern california and then having to go to like the complete opposite of that yeah well that on a culture shock is the only way you put it i mean we all even when y'all moved here being adults culture shock is like major yeah but as a kid um you know i think <clears throat> Honestly, I think it's a little bit easier when you're younger because you're still figuring stuff out. You, you got to go to school, or at least I felt that. I had to go to school, um, and I played ball. So, like, you know, I had my basketball team at least around me. You know, the athlete, cult, the, that was, like, my, you know, community. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit easier in that sense. But I won't, I won't say it was easy, though. It was hard. The culture shock was there. Um, I went to a school that was a private school. Okay. The school so was the same. School. It was a small school. And the school was, uh, it actually was about the same size as my high school. So okay. to put it in perspective, like I'm coming from a place, moving to a college, and then I'm like, yo, the college is like the same size as my high school. It's crazy. And like you said. How big was your high school? Like four, about 45, huh? something like that. That's still, a pretty, that's still a pretty big graduating class. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I came here, the culture shock was real. And not just because of the weather, obviously it's warmer. Mm-hmm. Where I'm from, rainy all the time here. I, I mean, that's that does come with its you know seasonal depression and whatever. Gotcha. You 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 figure that out over mm-hmm. time. It takes a while, but I think the bigger culture shock was literally the culture lack of culture of where I was at. Yeah. It was not diverse at all. It was I think I was there was definitely less than ten black kids when I started there. Okay, um, at least that I was aware of who mm-hmm. were on campus and had you know been there. Um, and, and to be real with you, if you weren't, you know, an athlete it's or crazy to say that cause I feel like I already know one of those, oh, one of those black people. If, if you weren't, yeah, I know if you weren't an athlete or whatever, like think about, you know, this little private school out in the sticks, like there are a lot of people who are there who went to private high schools or mm-hmm. went to, you know, small coming from small towns and stuff. So there was just people there that were just like completely opposite of me from a, you know. Just yeah, just a personality, standpoint. background, exposure, all of that stuff. So being around that was, I think that too was really, really tough. And most people, if you talk to anybody who knew me in college, they probably would have, you know, said that I was, I fit in and I, you know. Okay. Yeah, would they have ever expected you to become it, a rapper? Or yeah, to rap I was in your, in your... Oh, 100%. I was rapping okay, in high school. Right. Like I, I, okay. And before that, like I've always done that. But like. No one could tell that I was literally like, yo, this shit is crazy inside. You remember your <laughs> first rap? I know people ask that shit, but like, oh, God. Do you, do you, do you, do you, no, I don't remember my first rap, man. I, really I, I remember my first rap. 
Shoot, I was there for some of the your first really? raps. Like, I don't, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can spit it by heart, but I'm just saying, like, I remember the moment. I remember Bro, that, I, like, that's like a... I, I remember some early bars, but I don't remember my first, like, at all. Like, when I was in, I would say, I so I grew up, I've always listened, like, my parents are big music heads, but mm-hmm. they weren't, like, musically inclined folks. Mm-hmm. They didn't do music. Um, but I was exposed to a lot of great funk and soul and... Um, that was kind of the vinyls that my dad was spinning when I was growing up. Okay. And I started picking up rap very early just as like, actually, I even before rap, I've always wanted to perform music because I used to pretend I was Michael all the time. I had, I had the shirt right, tucked Michael in. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. I had, I had a shirt tucked in. I had the glove, I had all that. I'm like three, four watching the videos, mm-hmm. uh, the the music videos the performances and emulating it and like rewatching and trying to memorize his exact movements on stage everything he's doing like i was trying to be michael as a kid <laughs> man so i everyone knew as a kid that how much i just loved music but then i started really getting into rap um i would say middle school is when i really really started to get into it but i don't remember the first things i wrote at all well, i definitely want to get into that further because you mentioned that your parents are not necessarily music inclined. I'm not gonna say my parents are music inclined, be musically inclined. My my mom was uh, in band, but mm-hmm. I think what I'm getting at is like, I like the shit that got me into music. Kind of to piggyback off what we're even talking about, like how I even got started into rapping yeah. was kind of like a trickle down effect of certain things, and it seems like maybe that's kind of how it was for you. Like certain little doors opened up, and you discovered new things. I was like, oh. And that led to this. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, oh, now I'm liking this. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I never wanted, I never thought that I would be fucking writing music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I'm curious to know how it landed in your lap. You know what I mean? Like, man, that's a, hmm. you know, because it's like, you, you, you saying you're a producer and a writer. You know what I'm saying? How did all Produces, those things come into play as a, at a young age since, yeah. since your family wasn't Mixes. necessarily... Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I would say the, um, the thing that really pushed... So I'll, I'll start with this. Um, I naturally just started memorizing raps from songs that I love and would just like, I would grab microphones and spit them and try to, you know, do them to the best of my abilities. And there were some songs that like, I remember one time there was a song that my dad, um, he had no idea. I knew every word to the, <laughs> to the verse. And I, we were doing like a karaoke thing at my grandma's house. I think I was in like sixth grade mm-hmm. and I rapped the whole thing word for word, and he was just like, "Damn, like what? I didn't know that that you knew it like that." And the song that he put you on? No, nah, it was a song that I actually. This was like, Wait, what song was it? It was. Uh, this is actually kind of funny because it wasn't even a rap song. It was like a Lincoln Park song. <laughs> really? My, okay. Yeah, Mike Shinoda was just like going off on a bar or a verse. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like spit the whole verse that he did, and it was one of his verses that he was doing fast, and I can't remember exactly which one, but I do remember it was it was Lincoln Park, um, but. It was also around the time. Super heavy back in the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody was. And there was also, uh, I mean, I think Get Rich or Die Trying was a big thing for me as a kid. I think that was. Oh, 50 Cent's album? 50 Cent's album, Get Rich or Die Trying, was like. That's definitely one of those albums I could say changed my life. It changed the trajectory of. Just how much I started to listen. It to sucks, rap. bro. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a genuine kid. I didn't. I didn't get it's that. It's okay. Way, it's okay. It's all right. We but, forgive you. But I just remember <laughs> that time in my life was I the time in my life where I started to really transition in the rap heavier. And I'm not saying Fifty is like my 
Because there was a time when 50 came out, like, I, everybody, like, it was at the time when 50 was that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, my brain was not was on not, that. Yeah. And it was just like, it's I'll like, but I wish I could appreciate it. I knew 50 was that guy when he had the suburban white kids wanting yeah. to, like, the G unit. Right? Um, it's crazy. Tank tops and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what? Like, yeah. you listen to 50 Cent? But, like, see, <laughs> it, it's not like he's my inspiration or anything. It's no. more, it was more just like, that's, I, that era was mm-hmm. when I really started to get into rap myself and started writing things and this that and the third so i would say that the to answer your original question though because my parents are not musically like inclined to do music i actually was very lucky to have a cousin and i had a cousin who was uh grew up in a church choir singer um and not not those choir singers who say they're choir singers but aren't actually fire singers they just sing in mm-hmm. a choir he was hot he was fire okay and um he played every instrument and he was like the only person in my family who like really did music, but he never lived with us growing up. And he, he moved from the East coast to the IE okay. around this era. What part, wait, what part of so uh, that was really what, what part of the East coast was he from? I think they were in North Carolina for a minute. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think they were in North Carolina. And, oh, okay. and, uh, just as the people, they, they moved, um, and I mean, shoot, he was maybe he's only a couple years older than me. Uh, but I think he was. What maybe, part of uh, I couldn't tell you, dude. I was I was a kid. I was eleven, ten, maybe when he moved, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even twelve when we really got to lock in, which was around the time that Get Rich Die Trying came out and all that stuff. But that era, I just remember that era and that time in my life. You know, he moved and he was living with my grandma, and we went to my grandma's house all the time. And he had a old ass computer mm-hmm. that he was making songs with, and he had Fruity Loops. <laughs> Yo, and I came it. in it all I, fucking I, ready, dog. I came in one day. Um, I'm like 12, 13. Um, I love these moments, bro. And I'm I literally I see him, you know, making these songs, and I'm like, damn, bro, these, this shit sound like some Timbaland shit. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and this, he's, a, he's a kid. He's a teenager mm-hmm. making fire joints he's and, still make and music? singing. Uh, he doesn't make music anymore. Okay. Um, he's a photographer. Um, but still, still some creative. Yeah, his lady, his, his, uh, he still will like dabble, but he's not putting anything out. He's mm-hmm. not doing it regularly. Um, but anyways, that moment for me was the um, when I realized that you can make shit from your bedroom, hey, bro. That's what I'm doing. Dead <laughs> ass. I, I immediately was like, I, I want feel you. I want I in feel on you. Because I'm already you. rapping and doing stuff on the side. But like, that was the moment for me when I saw the shit he was cooking up. And I, and I remember I came back like the next weekend or whatever later and saw more stuff that he was making. was like, bro, how, how do I get this? You got it. And he gave me a crack version. Hey, so I got the crack. Hey, I remember when know? I... Hey, all yeah. of us producers know this. It's just no, funny, though. No, like, all of us know this. Loops, that's, though, like, that's, that's literally my story, that's too. How, I, that's how everybody starts. No cap, The first bro. version of Fruity Loops I ever had on my laptop, I never really used it, but I got it from you, Tevin. But it was just funny, because, like... Well, that version, a, the version I get you is actually mine. I pay for that. But I'm saying, though, like... No, no, no. I got introduced to Fruity Loops. <laughs> I swear to God, my mom, my mom bought me that. He's saying this on the podcast because he don't want to get written. No, 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 no. He's like, no, no, I own that. Like, I really I'm saying, do. I'm really saying, do. Like, I, I, just got, I even got, I just got introduced to, to the application of Fruity oh, Loops in general God. through yeah. him. Like, I didn't know anything about it until he was just like, he came to school one day and was like, "Yo, my mom's about to get me Fruity Loops, bro." 
And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is that, bro? And he was like, oh, yeah, bro. It's like a program to make beats and stuff. And then I came over to his house and he started showing me, like, how. Yeah. And that was that. That, that was, was my, sad. he was my first introduction there. Like, honestly, he was my you first introduction to. Mm-hmm. Have you heard his story? It is, no, I don't know his story. Everybody's story is on some crazy shit. But his story, he said that his fucking, I know this is crazy. I don't know why he even told, he told, this, so he told the story so many times. But he said that his cousin used, well, used to just steal shit. And he said his cousin he would just always steal shit at the airport. Yeah. He said one day he came back with a laptop and it had FL Studios yeah. on it and he gave it to him and, had, and it came with speakers and everything. He said that's how he, he didn't even know nothing about he it. He stole the like, producer's laptop. He just, started, he, said he just started making beats. Oh that's how he got God, into the shit. Bro. That's crazy. Yo. So it's just like, it's just crazy because like most people's story with FL Studios is cracked. Like my first version was, uh, Man, was a cracked version. Let's be too. real, bro. When, when you're a kid, and also, like, my, my parents weren't going to go buy that shit. I mean, my mom like, did buy me nah, that later nah, on nah. when she felt like... My, so my yeah, parents were the type like, of person, if they saw, saw a passion in me, That's yeah. they yeah. would invest. But 100, 100. I, and my parents would have, too. But I was like... I didn't know anything about it. It's not like I was fiending for it, right? So I didn't know anything about that it. That part. But he gave it... So he gave me that. And the rest was history, bro. Ever since I got that, I got it on my computer. And I just started making beats. And started making beats. Yeah, and then he switched... Cool. Like, shortly after, he switched to Reason. And so I followed him. And I had he gave me reason for it. And I started mm-hmm. doing beats of reason. And then that's when I learned, okay, I actually am not going to be really nice at this if I don't know any music. Like, if I can't play anything. Oh, so, right. music theory, mean, like instruments? Music instruments. Music I, like, theory, I need to be able to play something. That's not necessarily true, but that's how you felt? It, that's how I felt as uh, a kid. It's not okay. true. No, I 100% know that. But as a, I was, I mean, this is a fourteen-year-old. I'm watching oh, yeah, my cousin. Right, right, I'm right, watching right, my right, cousin yeah, gotcha, tear gotcha, this gotcha. keyboard up and make all this shit. It's definitely not true, but that shit definitely helps. And, and he is literally making the most complicated, like stacks and chords, and all this stuff. And I was like, I need to get a keyboard. Like, I'm just, like, it, I'm going off of what I'm exposed to, right? No, as I hear that. So I asked my dad. I'm like, Yo, I, I, we had a Sam Ash by my house, and hmm. we went there. We bought them. Uh, I still got I'll never get rid of it. It's an M Audio Axiom 49, and it's from like 2006 or something like that. How many and keys does it have? It was a, a 49. Okay. Yep, 49 keys. It still works like a charm. It's, it doesn't work like a charm, but it works. But I don't use it. I just keep it as a. Oh, oh. Yeah, so like it's a my, my computer, bro, yeah, don't like, work like a charm, where, but where that the, bitch worked. Yeah, exactly. Diff, where did Tommy write? Can't forget where you came from. Can't forget where you came from. Can't forget where you came from. I'm never getting rid of that thing. But that was the first keyboard, and I made beats with on reason with that and then i started recording um you know vocals and all of that stuff in, in tandem with it so it was it was that's kind of the catalyst that that got me into it even though my parents weren't i had thankfully and i'll say this i think we're all a product of what we're exposed to because if you don't know something exists how are you gonna know to go for it right exactly if you're not exposed to it i feel lucky that I, as a kid i was exposed to things that actually have shaped my entire life mm-hmm. and my cousin exposing me to that is the reason why i did that so all the high school i was the rapper i, I obviously was the hooper everyone knew me as the, the the ball player but everyone also knew that i did like i rapped you're one of the would, first people that actually kind of shared a real sto- that shared a story similar in the sense of like because i think about that shit a lot as a musician a musician like we clearly like music. You probably have always liked music your mm-hmm. whole life, right? You yeah, know, but yeah, like yeah. if like I said, if someone's not around you to show you, it's just interesting how things happen because like I always like music, but I never knew I, I bro, like the program like just mm-hmm. software and shit, no one 
Yeah, it just you couldn't fathom it. No, not you know at what all, I mean. Man. Like not it's, it's at just all. like it's like unless somebody like, was around like, you. Around like how you. could you? It's actually really complex. Like for, for us, it's easy, but it's it is a complicated like thing. Yeah, talking so, so, so music, just creating music in general. It's yeah, the, like the, appro- the approach for real, because like there's levels to it. Because like don't get me wrong, you could have an acoustic guitar over there and pick it up and play some you know some melodies or whatever. But to really construct the song and to we to want to approach it, like. First off, you gotta not say be musically inclined, but it is a mindset thing. Cause like I said before, all this shit came about. I I've always enjoyed it, and I and I guess it's like something in you. It's almost like a seed, mm-hmm. but it ain't. Mm-hmm. It hasn't grown yet, but it was planted there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because like I'm, I'm hip hop to the core, so anything hip hop related was gonna blossom sooner or later. Ooh, but I, I may not that. have like. Yeah. Known when it was gonna hit. That resonated with me heavy right there. Yeah, you know it saying? definitely. Yeah, sure. yeah. He planted the seed, and then it was the rest was you know. Yeah, because like I don't rap, but like obviously I DJ. Yeah, and, and that's the same. That's hip hop, bro. Being, yeah. like, me even Straight like up. being exposed to like I don't know. I think of my dad's vinyl collection. Well, we know where DJ that started. Yo. Always, <clears throat> I don't know. Just had access to, but didn't really have. I don't know the, the leeway to like. Really play the music the way I wanted to in the crib. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, "Yeah, you break a needle, you paying for that shit." <laughs> like I have, yeah, I have, two, I have multiple turntables. You, you better not try to scratch I'm not my mixed, Luther, bro. Exactly. He's like, "Yeah, I have multiple turntables in here and duplicates and stuff, but I'm none of this shit is for mixing. This is for I got duplicates, listening. but you can't use it." Right. <laughs> That's but yeah, crazy. like I just yeah, bro. I think of hey, that. I think crap. of the friends, the friends I had in college that mm-hmm. were like into DJing and stuff. I mean, I just felt like it was just kind of like gonna naturally. Yeah, happened for me exactly, and that just carried with me through from high school to college. Man, I was in my dorm. I had basically turned my dorm into a recording studio. Like my desk at my dorm was where I recorded. I would have people come over and lay stuff down, and then like by that point, I was like further along where I'm like, okay, I got cracked everything. I got my Pro Tools. I got like a whole <laughs> Waves bundle, Isotope, Ozone, all my plugins, everything I needed. I was like doing it, doing it uh still at a amateur level like i wasn't it was this is all stuff i'm just learning on the go right, right. and figuring it out but everybody knew me as the the artist and that's when also what i this was the one thing that really helped with the transition moving to oregon mm-hmm. i had a lot of friends from hawaii actually that moved out okay that, that came here to this school specifically <clears throat> and they could relate to me in terms of moving from a warm place and coming to a place where no one looks like you no one gets you also, not uh, even just at the basic level, you guys just aren't from here. So it's like y'all have yeah, that. Plus all those other layers, right? Yeah, like, And thankfully, they did a lot of music. They mm-hmm. would do jam sessions. They uh, would play the homie music. was playing the guitar for you during the... Yeah, uh, yeah, we went to college. Oh, he's, he's from Hawaii? Yeah. I See, I didn't know that. We, yep. I got a lot of... My old band was half from Hawaii. And, you know, you ever been to Hawaii? Went, have I been? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been a, I've been been a couple before. times. It's beautiful. Either. Beautiful. I have friends at every island, and it's like... It's just cool that I had that opportunity because honestly, I would say my passion for music blossomed even further once I met them because growing up, I wasn't exposed to sitting in a circle, everybody playing a different instrument and us freestyling and creating songs on the spot. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I would rap and do stuff on my own and then I started making beats and stuff, right? But I wasn't exposed to the jam sessions and all of that. Mm-hmm. That was this like stuff that musicians do, and I at the time, even though I was learning, I wasn't really a musician yet. I mean, we're all it's, can be, but I wasn't there yet. It's so funny you said so that. So it was the exposure. Like... It was the exposure, bro. It changed everything for me because then I started. That's when I was like, uh, 
I'm um, actually I already knew going in that I was going to minor in music, mm-hmm. but they pushed me to then get good at it because they played keys, they played guitar, they played the uke, and they were just playing all this shit. And then I would be the guy who would rap. Um, but I was like, fuck, bro, I want to play too. So brought my keys, started learning, or I brought, you know, I, I got a guitar from them. They teach me, and I just picked it up. And then, you know. So you can play guitar as well, Hug? I, I can, I'm not, I'm not a shredder hard, at all. Bro. I'm not a shredder at all. I can play, but I'm not like the guy who's going to go hit the crazy solo. Well, I commend you for at least being able to, because like, I, I, I've I tried to pick though. it up and it's not easy. Yeah, I play, I can play, and I can play enough to make music, and I can play enough to perform music, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not a lead guitarist by any more. I'm more of like a rhythm guitarist. And then I'll play like some licks and stuff for my beats and all that. Like I can play, but I'm definitely like, the f- it's just funny because I, I, I mean, the fact that you say you can play means you can play. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah, play. Yeah, because sure. like I can't play, bro. So I was like, you could, you do better than me. I, you could put a guitar in front of me. I couldn't tell you if I'm holding it the right way. <laughs> well, that don't even matter. Like, yeah, I'm just, just, <laughs> nah, that does matter. No, it don't because it a does. lot of guitars will, will had it like played backwards. Yeah, hey, but they had to figure that shit out. Jimmy Hendrix played backwards, didn't he? Jimmy could do it all. Yeah, but man. he played backwards because because he was showing he was, off. He was left, no, he was, he was also left-handed, and like his guitar teacher. I'm left-handed I mean, too. Most, but most instruments are meant for like right-handed people. So, do, but do they have guitars that are like people? So it's like dual. Am I tripping? I don't so, know. Yeah. You said most instruments. Most are instruments people? are made for like right-handed people. Well, okay. Most well, stuff in the world is made for right-handed people. That's, that that much is true. That's true. Uh, what about a flute? A flute. I mean, that's not even a out. flute like a piccolo. How do you hold a piccolo? A piccolo is a small flute. Well, how the, about, the fingerings are basically the uh, same. It's uh, just how a about, smaller scale. Hmm. I'm trying to stomp you on this harmonica. That's the same thing as like a piano. You're just blowing into it. Right. Played out the same way. Piano really too. How, 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 how is it right hand? Is that a right handed piano? I would say it's probably ambidextrous. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right. Most things in the world, for sure, cater to right handed people. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I mean, he was left-handed, so it's like to find a guitar teacher to, like, teach you how to play everything, essentially, in reverse, kind of. It is kinda. hard learning it's stuff like, in reverse. Yeah, yeah like, it is hard. I got to teach you how to play this in reverse, basically, because, like, usually your left hand is doing what your right hand is doing, but in this uh, case, your right hand is doing what your left hand is doing. But, you know, people like him, like, I, I know people like him who are just musically, like, geniuses, mm-hmm. and, and they just, like, they just get it. I know folks who can't read music, couldn't tell you shit about what key things are in. Oh, bro. And they just rip. I used to. Dude, the Alchemist, man, like, back to what we were talking about, we were talking about, like, the whole skill set thing and being inclined. Like, the Alchemist said uh, not too long ago that, like, he doesn't know how to read music or anything. He doesn't really know anything. He just goes off what his vibes is. And that's the thing, bro. It's funny you said that, At the end of the day, when it comes to making music, bro... None of that shit matters. The feeling matters. Right. I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this, though. That is to a certain extent. Because I was in band personally, and I didn't apply with none of the notes. I didn't, like, keep none of the knowledge necessarily. But if you can, if you know notes, yeah. you're better off as a producer because you'll be a really 100%. great composer. 100%. And, to be, and I feel like composing and producing is slightly... They go together, but they're a little different. Because, like, when you're composing something... You are actually knowing what you're putting down. Like I can get on a key, uh, MIDI keyboard and, and do some dope melodies, and I know that should sound dope and go off the ear, cool. But I don't know the notes I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to know the notes and and lay it down, because then you can bring other people involved and communicate that. Is, that. that is a, that that's key, right? And there. that's the part that that, that that sucks. Because it's like, for example, it's like if you're playing something, let's like, say E minor. It's like yo, this whole key is in E minor. Like yep. don't be over here playing and 
B major. See, I don't know none of that yeah. shit. Well, here's the thing. I, I think that that can be learned. Yeah. True, right? Very true. Very and true. I think that if you over-rev on that, there's still one key ingredient that separates people from being a good or being great. Or even just getting to good, and that is understanding feeling. So I was gonna say soul, soul, a hundred percent. You gotta, it's just got, you just gotta have that it factor and mm-hmm. that like, and know what sounds hot. That is true. Like mm-hmm. you just said, you're like, I don't know, know something, but I know it sounds good. Sounds good. And that's the thing. Like, you got a lot of folks out there who want to make this music. There's people out there who are classically trained, can like do all these things, and that's why I made the choir singer reference earlier because I, like, I know people like this who they're like, oh yeah, I sing in choir. I'm like. That doesn't mean that you're like, gonna. Do you really sing? That you're gonna do what I'm hoping you're gonna, or do. what I need for this song, like it, it, classically trained or not, you gotta have that feeling. You just gotta know, and that's, that's the thing you can't learn. That's a that's that's just God given. And eventually, let me true. I'll take this back. You can learn it, but it definitely takes a lot of time. You gotta really be in it and surround yourself by it to pick up on the feeling. And then there's people who just naturally have that feeling and just know it, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not something you Here. can just like go to a. You can't go to a school and learn that. True. Nah. Like when it comes to him, like uh, I trust his ear, and like uh, I I I feel like when he like he doesn't produce right, but he knows when something is a bop. And I can go mm-hmm. off his ear. It's like he's the type of motherfucker you want in the studio. He's a tastemaker. Like he may yeah. not, he may not be laying shit down on the keyboard, but he knows like, yo, this that do it like this. That's and there's people, there's producers that do that. There's people that yep. be in studios that do that. Like executive produ- executive producers do that shit all the time. Like a lot of people, you know, think that it's always playing instruments, but it isn't always playing instruments. Arranging a song can be knowing the the feeling, the tone you want to go in, the direction. And a lot of that isn't with like knowing keys and shit. It's just knowing the feeling, knowing the vibes, and just knowing like, yo, this is gonna go. Like, yeah. And sometimes it takes that person. Just like I recorded it earlier today, and it's having other people's input. Like, I already had my idea set on what I wanted on the song in my head because I produced the shit. But then when other people got involved and was giving me input, it made a lot of sense. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? Like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what you're saying makes total sense. You know what I mean? Hundred. So hundred percent. Yeah man, yeah man. I think I think the (laughs) man. This is this is. So it's just good to have people. It's just good to have people that that like see things from a different perspective and don't necessarily always come from a analytical standpoint. And you can even take this away from like music. Like I have friends that are that went to school in art to art school, right? Mm -hmm. Like so they went to school and went to like they learned shit about art, right? But then. I have friends that didn't go to college in art, study art at all, and they're like way more talented creatively than the exactly. friends. So, and we always get into these arguments. That's my point. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Right? It's like, okay, so you went to school, but it's like... You either got it or you don't. You either got it or you don't. It's yeah. that simple. And, I, and, and when it comes to creativity, you got it or you don't. Like, no, there, there's that it factor that just separates. Like, the greatest artists, regardless of the craft, are the ones that have both the art and the science to the fullest and they just have the it factor and they're classically trained and they know you know above in the industry excellence and they have the it factor that's just like every goat in any genre is the, is both of those things there's no one who is regarded as a goat who is just the 
you know the 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 science part of it only mm-hmm. nobody no that's that's i fact. mean you can get far doing that for sure but you're not regarded as the best some people be getting far mm-hmm. as hell just off the science well, there's you levels, can get far. there's I'm levels not, to it there's <laughs> levels to it i'm not i'm there just saying levels I'm, to I'm because just like saying, i said you can be a, your best your favorite artist is good at both your fit the you could be an executive producing goat and never play a single finger on finger on a button. But your craft is not fi- like putting fingers on a button. Your craft is executive producing. Yeah, yeah your craft is right. producing the end product. Right. So you got to, as an executive producer, you do have to know who you need to pull in to hit that button. True. And that is a that's, that's a, a there's a science set. to that. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So it's 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 definitely both of those things that define the the goats. Um, I would agree with yeah. that. I don't know. It just kind of gets on my nerves, though, sometimes. Obviously, I, I worked in marketing. So it's like just hearing the people that are always like, yo, like, what's this, what's the, what's the, what do the numbers say? Like, but hold on. Yeah, play, hold on. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. yes, I understand that the numbers and the, the, numbers, the science. They matter. The, the science matters. But, but sometimes it's like uh, you can't always rely on that. I was about to say, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm going to piggyback off exactly what you just said. What about when you're trying to shift the culture and do something different? Sometimes, because I give a perfect example. That shit where I listen to an artist that I don't like. And then they grow on me. Clearly, it was person. It's probably me because clearly they was already ahead and I wasn't there yet. So sometimes you might be on something that no one is able to really scope out, and it's so new that it's like, damn. Exactly. So yeah, there's no yeah. numerical data to even back what I what we're even trying to 100%. do. One hundred percent. So it's like that's usually that's usually where I always fall into issues in like the professional space where it's like, damn, I'm trying to always do some shit that's never been done before, and there's like no numerical data, no, no numerical data. Back and sometimes there might not be really no sometimes there not, might not be no uh like as far as the skill set it may not be something that you can easily i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's like i just feel like if you're on something new sometimes you're making the rules as you go so it's oh, like yeah, definitely yeah. you know what i mean yeah, i do that a lot and yeah yeah for sure um you're stepping but, into the unknown you're stepping into the unknown and that that is also what makes most of the greats, they were groundbreaking to some degree to get them to that. Sometimes you know, they made shit by mistake. They're uh-huh, yep, 100%. They're just those artists, right, who came through and, like you said, gave, gave you something that you never expected to hear and didn't, you didn't even know what to do with it. You know what I mean? But they knew. They had the vision. They, had the, they, they, they saw that. They're the, and to me, that's like, that's still them <laughs> being incredibly... Like they have the it factor almost to the nth degree because it's so much so that y'all don't even understand it yet. It's the intuition, and they still have the science part of it. They have both, and the data going to the data conversation, man. I think that that is, uh, man, we run into that all the time. Obviously, in corporate, like that is oftentimes you you lean if you you can't lean too too much in any direction. You right. can't go too far into the data only. Right, mm-hmm. you can't go. You can't forget about the data right. entirely, right? So, like, if you're going to go do something new that's never been done before you, and you're making a case for it, you're still, you, you still validating some, it. Yeah, with the data that you currently you, have Yeah, exactly. Available. Yo, you got to have something to validate why what you're saying, what's never been done before, makes sense to get after and do. Right. There's still something that. I mean, what if it's just a feeling and you don't know how to describe it? Honestly, that shit don't never work. You gotta be able to describe yeah. it. <laughs> that shit never gonna work for you. You gotta be able to describe it. The amount of times I wanted to walk into a meeting and just be like, "Yeah, you got it, bro. but like, you do it. gotta be able to describe it I to a degree." But I hear a lot of music that I don't need. I don't. It's like, bro, like it's like 
Oh, musically? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I'm jumping yeah, I straight saying, into Musically, that. I feel like musically, it makes more sense. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm speaking talking about music. Yeah. If, if we're talking music, yeah, I think... I think some of the coolest. Uh, I was really honestly based off all this whole conversation. I was really only really related to, to, totally. to music. I'm. I was looking at like life in in for the most part. Because to me, this this topic is it transcends music. It, it's kind of across all industries, all you know everything. Uh, but gotcha, if gotcha. we're just talking music, right? right. Specifically, right. when you think about um, cracking that like untapped space, uh, no one can define it. That's also really where like the some of the dopest stuff has come from, and you don't. I think in that case, yeah, you don't. It doesn't matter if you can't define it. The artists themselves probably can. Well, I think what I was getting into this whole point was that sometimes that requires not necessarily thinking about the science behind it. Yes. Even though, even though, even though it's kind of like open ended, because there will always be a science to a certain extent to yeah, something. Yeah, like but, literally but sometimes. You're... Going off and just freestyling some shit with no thought process, that's mm-hmm. the science to it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so it's there's just, still it's, some science to, to a degree. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just depending Everybody's on how you want to approach shit. might be a little different. Yes. There's a method to everybody's so madness. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Real shit, though. Everybody's yeah, math, math, math a little differently. I mean, so on another note, as yeah. far as, you know, you and where you at with your music, is this something that you've always done because it, it seems to me based on what you're saying that you music is is part of you obviously so i feel like it's never really going to stop but is it solely for you do you do it because it's what you love or is it like a, a message that you want to leave behind for the people um hip-hop is in my dna man like i'm through and through i am hip-hop through and through i define that you said that earlier too and i was just like i feel that because i'm 100 percent the same like I've made so many decisions in my life based off this culture, you know, because I love it and it, it just feeds me. It's like, it's what I've inspired. It's inspired every, every, so many of the decisions I make, even how I show up to work, you know, like I am hip hop, bro, straight up. I feel that. And uh, the, to answer that question though, I think that, you know, I, I've always, it started with definitely for myself. I, I even to this day, I do it for me. Um, because I love it so much. Like, I can't... There's even times where I'm making stuff, and if people don't fully understand it, I don't care, because I love it, and I know it's good. Um, But, you know, as an artist who also... um, Like, the type of music that resonates with me the most is the type of music that has meaning and has, you know, purpose and and a message. Um, And if you listen to my catalog, a lot of what I do is kind of in that vein so that it's definitely important to me that like people walk away listening to my my work and have something take something with take them. something with them you know like Please. leave something i i don't necessarily feel like music um like my favorite music i've it's 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 resonated with me because i took something from it and i want to be able to give people that same feeling and and to be real with you like it's therapeutic for me too so you know, being able to, to, to do it for myself, I'm all like naturally, by, by doing it for myself, I know there's somebody out there who's going to, you know, going to find it, feel it, resonate with it. Um, so I never really aim to just do it for other people. It never starts with that, man. It's a feeling that I, going back to that word feeling, man, it, it's everything. Like, 
I got to feel it. And if I feel it, I know someone else will too. As it should be, because, yeah. you know, if your confidence isn't in it, then who, mm -hmm. why would they feel confident in it? So, exactly. yeah, like, I feel you on that. I will say, though, one thing I will add is, like, as I've, pro as I've uh, progressed as an artist, I think that I've more and more have become more apparent that it's become more apparent that if I want my message or whatever I have to say to reach more ears, mm -hmm. I do have to be thoughtful about how I get yeah, the music out there, right? Present yeah, yeah. it. So, so there are things where I like, I might make song and I'm like, yo, this is, you know, I used to make songs that were boom bap, only like how I wanted to do it. And I was like, uh, you know, doing it because I thought it was good. And I was like, you define it or you don't. Um, and now I make more music that's more like, it still has that because that's what I grew up on. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. But I, I started to try to do things and message things and word things and bring in sounds and things that will still sound like me, mm -hmm. but will bring new listeners at the oh, same so that time. Kinda because... brings, you kind of just like literally just threw me a lot to my next question. Man. <laughs> All right. So it's funny, like just you know, through getting to know you over the past couple of years and just yeah. like obviously watching some of your creative process take place on my timeline on Instagram. I've noticed you have a talk box. Oh, yeah. Which is something you rarely ever see or hear anymore. Like, no, past, you, like you, the, you actually own one? Past the 80s. Hell like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're from, you're from Southern, you're from, you're from, you're from, uh, Southern California. Probably grew up listening Bro, to Hella Zapping. Probably grew up yeah. listening to Hella Zapping Roger. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. What even made you even think to, like, yeah, cop is, one of yeah, those? What's like, up with that? Because like outside of like old like eighties like music documentaries and stuff like I have not seen anybody actually with one of those or even like willing to like kind of like learn how to use one. Well, honestly, bro, like Talkbox goes back to you know some of the greats, man, back in the day, and I've always loved. I I mean, again, my dad's records and things he listened to, like that's what they were doing music with, and that sound is just so iconic. Southern, you said Southern Cali, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, some Southern Cali shit. Um, but for me, when I actually decided to buy one and use it, mm -hmm. um, I primarily did it because it's actually kind of funny. I can't sing. Ha, right. Me neither, me neither. Bro. And so I was like, <laughs> I, I, there's some stuff I want to sing. How can I do it in another way? And mm -hmm. finally was like, well, I love the talk box. The OG I love tune. the sound. And I watched some of my friends play it and do it and they're just like killing that shit i'm just like it just looks like fun so what's it like it I seems kind of interesting to even you like hold it like what is that feeling like it seems kind of weird it's, it's actually really easy um but it, it is a weird concept if you've never used because how do the notes thing uh, work well so so the talk box right you have the tube in your mouth right right and that tube is connected to an amp mm -hmm. that okay. amp is your output so instead of it coming out of your speakers or headphones right it's coming out of the amp so as long as my keyboard is, you know, the sound is going to the amp, which is connected to the tube, any note I play on my synth, it's coming out of the tube, right? So Who then the I fuck came up so, with this shit. <laughs> actually, I should know that. I don't know. Like, because that's so crazy. It ass, is a crazy concept. Like, like, who the fuck? Like, I, why? I legit put. Um, so I'll put the tube in my mouth, right? And you actually don't say anything. Like nothing comes out of your mouth what the keyboard is your voice right, right. so so if i'm you know if you do some zap and roger shit right and you're singing computer love uh -huh. you don't say computer love vocally you let you you mouth it mouth so it. i actually just so like this 
but I'm playing oh, the numbers. Oh, that yeah. shit is fucking and crazy. Some, it's some wild and it's practicing. Shit. Bro, that's some trivia ass yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah for everybody right. who's wondering, um, if you're watching, we have a video, an image yeah. of a talk of a talk box device on the screen. For those listening, obviously you can't see it, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it, it's it's so much fun, and actually, it does. It isn't easy, like. Once you get the hang of it, it is, but like at first it's a little weird because you're you're trying to it's like you pronounce whisper. stuff with this tube in your mouth. You're trying to pronounce things, and the more you can pronounce, the better. Obviously, it's gonna sound because you're not again, you're not actually saying anything. Right. So you gotta really exaggerate the. And some things gotta be hard to say with any of your mouth. They are, yeah. So you gotta you gotta really really over rev on the pronunciation, Shit crazy. so that you mouth it enough so that people will actually can make out the words you're saying. But yeah, you're, you're literally just playing the keys, and that's your voice. Yeah, like my guess my question yeah. is, where do you even get one of those things? Right. From? What? Where'd you even find that thing? Mine, I got it off. You of, just ordered off the internet. Yeah, yeah, I just got it off Sweetwater, I think, back in that's the day. Funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Are they expensive? Uh, no, they, no. not really. No, they're, they're, they're definitely they're affordable. Um, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the full oh. spectrum, but like the one he pulled up. Most of them I'm seeing, yeah, like nothing seems bucks. to go more than like 200 bucks. Yeah. It's like standard yeah. for like a piece of audio equipment at this point. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's fun, man. That's the, that's such an oddity to me as like an instrument. I know. And most people don't even like know what it is. You know, they'll hear right. something and be like, oh, is that auto tune or is that like. It's like, no. Don't worry, auto tune is thrown out. This is just thrown out. OG, OG auto tune. Bro, that shit to me is the one of the most iconic sounds and it I, is. I just had to have it i just like i can't sing but i'm gonna sing with this um and it's a fun like when we do jam sessions and stuff now like for my birthday a couple months ago now you pulled it out you yeah, got any camera I, footage yeah i got a lot yeah i got you should i got it on my up. ig it's on my gram you can go watch a video right now um of me playing some stuff um but uh yeah if you go to my ig and hit my go to the real uh my reels there's one of me um my wife actually got me um, a Moog that I had been wanting forever. And Which one of these reels? Oh, yeah. It's loud. Let's go right there. Um, What's this? Yeah, right here there. we go. All right. Yeah. Let me start this joint over. But yeah. Obviously, there's no audio for this, but... Oh. Is that guy using the talk box? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, see his yeah. IG handle at the bottom. So yeah. for those who don't know, his IG handle is J underscore Jury. It'll be at the bottom of the screen for y'all. Fire. But yeah, yeah. But man, bro, I'll be over for sure and show you. It's it's so much fun, man. And it's it's like one of those things that just doesn't you don't get tired. Yeah, of. so you can see I liked the, I liked it. I was like, yeah. As soon as I saw this, I was like, whoa. I was like, hold up. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a vibe. You just. It's one of those things, like, if you see somebody with that, not knowing what the fuck it is, you're going to go, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I know, I know. It's actually one of my favorite things. Like, oh, so back to the, like, function. Imagine like, playing that at the park randomly. <laughs> that Mount Tabor. Motherfuckers would just be walking up to you, like, yo, oh, well, in Portland, bro, I don't know. It'd be some homeless dude coming up, like, yo, can I hit that? Like, <laughs> right. Like, bro, probably. just say what you think. This point. <laughs> this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, bro, I love Talkbox, man. Shout out Zapp and Roger, man. Rest in peace to the OG. RP. Man. You know, that is an amazing tool. Or not tool, but instrument. Um, well, tool too, but an amazing instrument. One of those that, are, like I said, an oddity to me. It's like, it doesn't get a lot of praise and credit. Because as weird as it is, it is part of a staple sound. 100%. You know what I'm saying? But it yeah. doesn't get the, the praise that it 
supposed to get. It's underutilized. Also, like that one fucking instrument that I always forget the name of, bro, that they use in all the Cali shit. It's that fucking. Uh, this sl- is, I mean, it's so sl- the slap box, the slap so um, many, bro. Slap, not the slap, not the slapstick. Is it the vibra, vibra, um, yeah, the vibraphone? Not vibraphone. Yeah. Uh, That's a whoa, bunch of so, shit, bro. I know there's like, but there's like a few key instruments instead yeah. of like staples that, to that it. sound. The triangle. The, it's an auxiliary percussion instrument. I should yep. know what it is. Like our percussion is so. And it's like a. Yeah, I'm blinking on what it is. It's the sound that sounds like you're fucking hitting two glass bottles together, kind of sort of like that. That fucking yeah. yeah. What's the name of that shit? Uh, I don't know the name of it. I don't. But that, this is weird. Instruments like that though is like triangle. Not a tri- it sounds like a triangle, but it's not a triangle though. I don't know what, what it's it not is. a triangle though. I was but but I know what you're talking about. We yeah. got a few. There's a few just fucking Cali percussion. Like if you use it, you automatically have that West Coast sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's one of them. Oh, it's the oh, so, okay. I know exactly what it is. It's a piece of like metal with like a a thing that you flick, and then it makes like yep, a, yeah, 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 yeah. What it's called? Yep, that would I forgot what it's called, but that's what it Why is. Why am I drawing a blank on this thing? But, we had one in the band room in high it's school. This shit, too. It's, I used to play it's with that, this thing all the time. Everybody knows because they do stuff the uh the San Andreas. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking GTA San Andreas. Uh, everybody knows that shit. Yo. Iconic it's gonna bother game. me now. I should know the name of the instrument. Game right there, bro. Everybody knows that thing. I used to get in trouble so much for playing with that thing. Man, that shit was hard. It's because your ass think of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> man, but yeah, yeah, man, I'm fucking with it, bro. I gotta definitely uh, hear you vibe to that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Pull up. We'll we'll, we'll tap in. Um, but go ahead. And which question? Go ahead. Next question. Um, well, I mean, the next question, bro. For real, for real, is uh, what's your soundtrack to life right now? Like, what you bobbing? What's what's on? What's on your shit? Yeah, man, what you listening right, to? Right now. Obviously, outside of yourself. Yeah, because right. I do listen to my own shit a lot. I feel you. I'm with you. You got to. I mean, who going who gonna, to like, be a... You got to get in your zone sometimes and just tune shit out. Exactly. Um, I think my soundtrack right now... Well, actually, I think there's two... Maybe I'll compartmentalize it <clears throat> two different answers. What I'm listening to right now is... Honestly, I've been listening to like a lot of Smino right now. Okay. Just cause Quentin Smarantino. That's oh, that song specifically. What do you say? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. That's shit funny. My life a movie. Quentin Tarantino. I think is what he said. Something like that. Um, but that that shit. That is actually the and the reason why I'm listening to it a lot right now is I'm in my mode of. I'm working on this new project and I'm trying to make it sound drastically different than my last project. Um, and there's a feeling that comes with what I'm trying to evoke. Um, and there's a couple joints that, and there's just things that Smino does that I just like love musically. Um, I like and, his voice. His voice just his, sounds super unique. His voice is it so is, unique. That's his voice. He, he got kind of one of those like a, He's like a Chico. He reminds me of, he's, Chico, he's in the vein bro. of like a CeeLo. Yeah, Whereas, like his like, voice is so unique, so, but his voice, voice is so unique and distinct that, like, yeah. as soon as you hear it, you just know it's him. I've been, li- yeah, so I'm listening to a lot, of that, a lot of that. I've been listening to a lot of Saba right now, like old shit. Saba, yeah, so I love Saba. Like, oh, I thought you said Sampa for a minute. No, um, Care for Me is obviously a classic, and I've been listening to that album. Like, that, that, that to me, anytime said they, they've been listening, when 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 fucking Marty saying he was listening to them too. On the last part? No, he said he was listening to Sampa. Sampa? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no. Saba, Saba. I love oh, Saba. Honestly, I, I think it's unfair how good of a rapper he is. Um, but there's just like, when, I, when I'm like 
needing to just move away from my work for a minute and just zone out, maybe just like pour a glass of wine. I just play uh, Care For Me front to back. And that whole album to me, it just it's just such an easy listen. It's so fucking good. Uh, and it's like five years old now, but it's still like I keep coming back to it. And that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing that I love about the kind of music I like to make is like it's stuff I want people to come back to. You know what I mean? I'm not here for the one hit, move on to the next hit, try to find the next hit, try to get the next hit. And hopefully I'm racking up streams and you guys are going and playing my next hit. And you're just always trying to find out like what is going to have next month, next month. I'm not that kind of artist. I like full bodies of work. I like shit that I can really sit with. And I want to be able to play it back five years and have it be, you know, relevant. So let me right. just read. Hold on. Let me just. It needs to be time. That was something you were talking about earlier, you just, man. Yeah, let me just recollect. Because, like, are you telling me that as an artist, you prefer to put out full bodies work versus singles? 100%. I don't really do singles at all, bro. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I've all, been like, with this dilemma for a while and hearing it from another artist. And I also asked people on social media like people that are you know followers i'm like what do you guys prefer full bodies of work or do you guys prefer singles because they say that in this day and age to release singles but i feel like all this shit is sing let's be real bro. singles absolutely have their place a hundred percent but i again i don't i make music for me first right and i know that there's somebody out there who wants a body of work to digest and like really yeah. sit with i know that's who yeah. i make, that's who i make the music for i don't make the music for the people who are going to just pass through right um that part. And, and i'm not really sure trying, like, trying to pass that's through. the hardest thing too and this as an artist in this day and age right now right like people are making songs literally just to pop off on tiktok right, and, yeah. shit. and like that shit ain't gonna Bubble be around shit. yeah popcorn bro. shit that shit ain't gonna be around by the time it's time for you to make a real, real album, album out here just doing these one like there's not a single person doing singles only who is relevant for a long period of time yeah and it's so funny you said that because i just didn't even think of trying to think of an artist that's like i was trying to as i was saying that i was like i'm gonna regret saying this because someone's gonna be like what about this person a content creation standpoint where it's like i have friends that have like such short attention spans i mean i might myself included fall into that category at times but it's just like they're like same time like sometimes i just love good long-form content and I'm the type of person that will actually sit down and listen to some long-form content. And I know there's plenty of other people out there in the world that exist that are like that. And it's like, I prefer to kind of like... That's it right like there. Like you said, create content that I know is going to be in existence for the long haul, as opposed to just something that's going to be like some super yeah. quick... What other thing? stuff that like I'm just trying to turn out mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. to get some views. Like I've never really... I've never been... I've never... Honestly, I've never even been one of those like, hey, look at me type of individual. So like... Yeah. I got another uh, question. That shit don't even make sense for me strate- strategically as a person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For sure. Uh, my, my other question was... uh, Like even though you're not necessarily like, you know, super, super established or anything, based off what we just talked about, mm-hmm. what would you... What would be your advice to somebody coming up as an artist that, you know, because we're in a day and age where, like, you get a lot of your information off, you know, the Internet. And yep. it, we've been like, I, I'm pretty sure you know this, too. This information is not nothing new, but it's been told that, like, it's better for up and coming artists that are not heard to release singles for, to help the algorithm. And how do you feel about that? That's not as, wrong. Like, as an artist. Yeah, that's not wrong. It's not it's not. um incorrect to, to move in that fashion but at the same time you do have to have a plan and if you're going that route or just in general 
in general, general. Okay. in general, you got to have a plan because, like, like I said before, no major artist is still po- if you're if you were only a singles kind of artist, you're not popping. You don't have longevity. Because you, you don't think about all your favorite artists. You OT got an album, I'm thinking of OT Genesis. He's never dropped an actual album, right? He's only done singles, right? Who's talking about him? No, I'm saying but every time his records drop, though. Oh, for hit. sure. I, uh, so it's like, why not just continue to like and people make money off the singles well, and shit? Well, just put out songs like that and then make an actual like compilation project of shit like that. Yep, yep. You're right about that. I'll first say to each their own, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on what your goal is. What's right. your plan? But if your goal is to be a well-respected artist who is seen as Leaving a classic in their craft, mm-hmm. you have to have projects. Like people, right. people, you know, people don't talk about Michael and just talk about singles. You talk about Thriller. You talk about you talk about the Off album. The you talk about the yeah. Kendricks. You talk about the album. You don't just talk about the singles, right? So, at the end of the day. You totally can do, like, to answer your question, there's nothing wrong with doing singles. I just don't see longevity if you don't have a plan for, like, how do you capitalize on that single? Now you have the attention. What are you going to do with it, right? And that was going to be kind of my point. I was like, I feel like singles, for real, for real, should be used as, like, it's a marketing your attention well, grabber funny. hook it's to bring people into even want to listen world. to your projects exactly. in your world. But at the same exactly. time, once they're in that space, and the best singles, you got to serve them shit. That's gonna keep them around, yeah. regardless uh-huh. regardless of whether right or not there. they've only heard that one particular single. From that's you. it right there. And the thing about singles too is, if it's part of your plan and you got a rollout plan and you hit them with these singles, then it makes and sense. And then a project comes that those singles are on, right? That's mm-hmm. a, that's a, that's an album rollout. That's just how it works. That's a plan, and it's okay in between albums to keep the interest to drop a couple gems here and there, so people come back to that project exactly. that you drop, right? Those those are good, but if you don't have a plan, then it's just not how I prefer to move. And again, to each their own. I think me being such a perfectionist, where I'm at is that uh, because I have I've now accumulated a lot of music, I can obviously put out singles and singles. But then I'm I kind of feel like it's like okay, if I put out all these singles, it's just like I don't know. I kind of feel what you feeling, but coming from a different place. It's yeah. like. I know what bodies of work do. Mm-hmm. And if you're a confident artist and you know what you make is truly good and it's better as a whole, yeah. it might be better. Because, you know, a lot of people release their singles and hope to build attention. That's like, I, like, I get it. In theory, it makes sense. You, you drop some singles, you get people, you reel them in, Bro. You, you, you know, see if they're interested and you bring them in. But coming from what I, from what like people I've talked to yeah. and just me personally as a music head, mm-hmm. even if I don't fucking know you, I'm going to check out the album and skim through the album. Yes. Before I go to the singles, personally, I, mean, I, really I, I, I want to like hear that. it front to back. And the, I'm that's I'm a listen. We all like to listen to shit front to back. We know there are people out there who also want to hear it front to back. So I'm gonna make the shit for them. But those singles, man, like you said, if I do believe that the body of work is more important than the single, um, I kind of agree. But they are they coexist. And it's all it's all it, based on how you want to use it. It's all based on how you want to use mm-hmm. it, man. But I know folks, and this is like independent folks this is for y'all man like the if you all you're doing is making singles it's one thing if you're a ot genesis and you blow up off the singles right right? um but the situation is a little different it's different um i know folks who only make singles and no one remembers them 
no one remember if you're dropping a single every so often, right? And by the end of the year, you have all these singles. I mean, no one remembers them. You, it's 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 a lot of now. If you package it up, I think it's okay to present them as singles again as you get ready to provide this package that they're mm-hmm. on. That's crazy because what I was gonna. Oh, go ahead, my bad. Well, no, no, you good, you good. I just think that a lot. Of, it's a it's people forget about the last one. You know, and if you're just constantly chasing for the TikTok or the that one thing that catches on, it's like, it, to me, it's it's just not, it's just, it's I not just, sustainable. It's not sustainable. The other thing I'll say is, uh, on that note, people move too fast onto the next thing as an artist. And that would be my next word of advice is, mm-hmm. if you really believe in something, push that shit. Like, don't move on. If you have a song that you did or an album that you did, what is the rush to put something else out immediately after? Right? There are people, especially if you haven't even like built a following yet or you're working on building a following, you'll push the shit that you believe in if you know it's good because there's a whole world who hasn't heard it yet. So it's new to anybody. It's that's, not new to you. It's not new to your homies, but it's new to a lot of fucking people. And that's a lot. Yeah, and it's crazy. You know what I mean? that so that's I'm why like, I haven't yeah. put an album out since twenty one because my album was has so much depth. In my opinion, it's timeless. It's something you come back to. Mm-hmm. And if I put you on it today, it's gonna be new for you, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, this is crazy." And that was gonna be one of the points I was trying to I'm gonna kind of make up the the conversation. Kind of went a little further on like the whole singles versus like pushing out actual bodies of work. I was like, I mean, I feel like at certain points, I feel like it's also kind of like how you're introduced to the artist because like sometimes I'm with somebody that's like a super head and I'm like oh, all right bet like they put me onto this track that was like an album cut wasn't yeah. even a single and I started rocking with this artist based off this album cut but like there's certain times where it's like all right the singles have been getting me mm-hmm. now I'm like super invested in these singles like let me like I'm interested to hear what the actual albums like like are there any like single quality cuts off this album that weren't singles that just happened to be in the vein of like an album cut. I love you know. I love. I think I'm going backwards on my. I feel like a lot of artists should kind of like not say a lot of artists, but I mean, if I were an artist making, making musical projects, I would try and make sure that every single one of my album cuts feels like it could have been a single. Hundred percent. I man. Well, I was on school. It was crazy because like that so much. What I'm planning on doing for my project, I sat on it for a long time, and I'm like, I'm gonna put out a full length project, and I'm literally just gonna break all the songs up into singles. So I'm going to release a full project and you can hear those same exact songs into singles if you want. Fire. So that, because it's just like, bro, there's no rules to this shit. No, there there's isn't. Not. And also what you're doing is exactly what we were saying earlier, right? Like that, it's part of a bigger body of work. So it, there's, there is a plan and it makes sense. They don't just exist just to exist. True, but I, I ain't really thinking about it in that level that deep, but I ha- I was thinking well, I was thinking a little deep, but not in it. I was overthinking it, really, because it was just like, it's like I said, if you go <laughs> off trying to we please an algorithm or this and that, it's like, you can't, sometimes you really can't think about that shit. You sometimes do have to go off your feeling, and it's like, I know my music's good, obviously. Yeah. Yes, you got to market it and push it, but again, it's like all based off what you know, and it's like, I feel like my shit is timeless, just like you said, mm-hmm. classic. You want people to appreciate a body of work as a whole, Especially if you put work into it, knowing that it'll be muchly appreciated and more, uh, it'll be more digested. I don't know what's the word. You'll be able to digest it better and appreciate it more as a whole versus singles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, 
back in the day, or at least, I don't know if it's the same formula, but you would release some singles that was built around the vibe of where you were going with your direction of your new project. Yeah. And and a lot of times it would be a few singles and then when an album comes out, your the the album reflects those singles or the singles reflect that album. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I'm That's saying? That's my favorite formula. That's my favorite formula too. And I feel like it's not really like that anymore because people are just putting out single, single, singles, and then when they put out a full project, it's they just like the singles. Put, they put all the singles together on the project, but it's not really yo. It's not you know, really a singles on the you project. Know, bro. Shit, and none bro. of it has any continuity. You know what we call that shit. Y'all are fucking playlist makers. You're not album makers. That part. You made a playlist, and to me, I fucking hate playlist albums. Like I. I have all the singles you heard, and it's like the oh first, the God, first bro. five or six is like I all the singles. Like, oh, well, damn, like, like, again, <laughs> again, T-shirt. I'm just speaking my piece, but I have a lot of friends in the industry, and even them, like, I'm just like, bro, this is a playlist, dog. Like, <laughs> this is not an album, album to me. To me, an album has continuity. There's, there's a. Uh, a, a, a red thread. Theme. There's a red a thread in it. What's the through line? So this brings me to my next question. Then, when you make a project, I feel like this is obvious yeah. based off what you, all the conversation we've been having. But when you make a project, how meticulous and deep do you think about the the arrangement oh and the track listing? Like, yo. man, this you know one of my favorite. I'm glad you asked this. Sequencing, I think, is a track sequencing is a lost art form. It is. Which it is, is, which is bro. Why, which is why we have so many playlist albums. The sequencing of an album to me is just as important as the songs themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is just the reason why a body of work is, is is more appreciated. Exactly. So, like, I I think of that to the fullest, man. And I over I probably overthink it. I overanalyze a lot of stuff. And I because I'm a perfectionist. To. I think I think anybody who really loves their craft feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sequencing, man, is so important because it sets the it takes you're taking a your listener on a journey. Um, whatever it is you're trying to the world you're building. The story you're telling, mm-hmm. right? It it would be like having a chapter book and fucking mm-hmm. mixing the chapters up. Like <laughs> right. why <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How crazy does that sound? We think of that. Sounds absolutely you go ridiculous. from chapter one to chapter six, six to chapter three, and they're like, What? Why the fuck did they write it this way? That's how I think when I listen to an album that's a playlist album, they don't make sense. And I just <laughs> don't I can't listen that way. So when I'm creating, I'm thinking of the arrangement a hundred percent. Um, or rather the sequencing, um, because it, it's the only way it makes sense to me in my mind. And I, I feel you and I agree. Um, because it's like, I mean, it makes sense though. It's like, kind of like playing, like if, you're, if you look at it, I, mean, I try and equate everything to video games. I don't know why I do this shit, but <laughs> it's like playing through the super Mario world map. Like this is, I don't know. It's this, let's say this part of this. Let's say the first four chapters, not, well, I was about to say chapters, first four tracks are like world one, right? Mm-hmm. Next two tracks, world two. Mm-hmm. Well, next three tracks. Next four tracks, world three. So you got four worlds in total. So let's say it's like 12 tracks. Mm-hmm. Let's break it up evenly. But I don't know, I think of it that way, where it's like you're going on a journey with the artist. Like, yep. it should feel like you're going on a journey. Absolutely. Do you think the algorithm can be challenged if people start taking the approach in their own hands instead of trying to follow the algorithm just because i think a lot of people fear that if they don't follow the algorithm they limit their chances and i think people forget that technology like like bro there was a whole world out here before any of this in the 90s you had to do guerrilla marketing and get out there and get it the people is what is the connection it's not the fucking phones so it's funny to me how like 
you know, we have to, we, time, we, we chase an algorithm. I know a lot of people are investing phone, in technology. No, not even that. It's just like sometimes I feel like people's phones are literally an extension of them. Like sometimes people's phones know people them Because people are investing into the technology. I'm saying now, sometimes people's yeah. phones literally know them better than they know themselves. Well, the phone thinks that they know the person yeah. better than they know themselves. All right, bro. man. I'm telling you, somebody opens the somebody you know, on their phone from like know, sun bro. up to sundown. That phone literally has all the information it needs to know about that person to put whatever they need to put in front of that person to get whatever desired result they want. That's facts. I do another thing before I let you. I do believe though that you know if more people thought like us and challenged instead of trying to be like, yo, I I want to I want to follow the algorithm because I'm trying to get like fuck that shit because at the end of the day. There are people out here that are always going to be here regardless of that system. And that's all that matters. You just need to reach these people. Uh, exactly. I, there's, so I, I'll say it. I'll look at it this way. There, it, to a degree, you do have to, if you're trying to run a business, mm-hmm. right? you do have to somewhat understand the algorithm. You don't have to do exactly whatever the, you know, people say is the trend or this and that. You do got to understand it from a business standpoint. But at, from a creative standpoint, right, and sometimes those might be one thing. They mm-hmm. might not be. Maybe you do this as a hobby. Maybe you just do this for fun. Mm-hmm. There, is a, um, there is a level of fuck it you have to have to, like, the algorithm is, is you can't predict it, you know. So it doesn't make sense all the time. But the people who, if you're fucking good. If you are amazing, people will find you. But you have to be consistent. consistent and that's man. my biggest challenge. I, it's Me hard too. to be consistent. Just I'm just so busy with other things. And it's hard to be I have so many man. excuses. I think we all, as independent artists, who are also five, six, seven other things. My limitation is more time. financial it, than anything. To, yeah, I, I, I resonate with that too. Um, consistency is everything. Like if you, if you are consistent, you create the algorithm, bro. If you are pumping out content nonstop and the shit is gold, people are going to find you and share it for you. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying is the more people who kind of just play their own game, it's going to force the algorithm to play in their favor eventually. I mean, I yeah. feel like at the end of the day, the algorithm bro. to an extent is based off the people. It is based off the people. Mm-hmm. And it's also based off your pe- Like you start to build your fan base and your community. And when you start doing that and really being consistent in that energy yeah, that's coming back you. to you it's gonna yeah then it's, it's just like the community's like the it rewards you it's literally the gonna community's start rewarding your, you yeah so literally start putting your content in the same time the timelines of people who are similar yeah or have exhibited similar behaviors as the people that are engaging mm-hmm. with your content norm, uh, naturally Bro, or organically i look at it like this man we had we did that show last year mm-hmm. sold out couldn't get in the door i didn't make one tiktok for that shit i didn't like this was straight it was word of mouth, shared it with our community in the right ways, consistent sharing with the community in the right ways. And it's all about knowing who it is you're trying to tap in with. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it's the, it's the consistency part. You are the algorithm. That's facts. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. But I, I also say that I have to, a, a, a large but here because we also run a small business. Um, my wife does, and the uh, the algorithm does make it difficult for businesses, for sure. If you're trying to, it definitely does. If you're trying to monetize and and grow your business or your platform or whatever, like you do have to be aware of the trends and stuff. So I do think that there's there's levels to it for sure. As an artist, man, if you're if you're an artist and you're making music specifically, 
and you're only following and you're worried about the algorithm, you're holding yourself back. Facts. Yeah. I I agree it's crazy. You, I remember just even working in the social media space and like when I, I guess I'll take I use IG as a prime example of this, but when they changed the algorithm to like no longer be chronological to oh, just man, like based on Instagram stuff mess. you engage with, it was it it fucked a lot of shit up. I, I would say that. Yeah, bro. I'm like, like so i totally understand from mm-hmm. a business owner standpoint where it's like dang like we we we've established this clear pattern of stuff that works for us mm-hmm. based on what's in place yeah but here's the other thing man and now that's like non-existent anymore. the cool thing the cool thing about once you do find your fan base or your community or your mm-hmm. support system and you start to build that following or whatever there is a point where it doesn't fucking matter the, you have the people who need to see you. They see you. They share it with their people, and then that spider web just, you know, starts to go. So it's just reaching. It's getting to that level where that spider web can really snowball into what we know it can. Think about the biggest artists in the world now. They, man, these dudes post whatever they want now. <laughs> you know, they worry about the algorithm. They, obviously, they made it. They're they're already right. Um, but they already have that. Like, what's the what's the rule that they say? It's like what if you have like a consistent like five hundred fans or something like that. Or is it 5,000? What you mean? Like from an artist standpoint, like artist listener standpoint, if you got like consistent 5,000 people that are tuning into. Um, I don't know. What they the, say you only need like 50 is. to 100 people to really okay, make Okay, maybe it. that's the number then. I was like, no, it starts They say you only need like five. 50 to 100 consistent, like diehard, like people Bro, to really make this. something shake. Think about this. If you got 50 people that love your music and you're going to put a project out, and you decide to not put it on streaming platforms first and you put it on Bandcamp or some on your site or whatever and you charge fifteen dollars. You probably have let's just make it easy. You have you charge ten bucks for the album and you know these fifty people are gonna come straight to you and buy it. That's a profit margin you would not have if you weren't thinking about just those 50 people and you were worried about all these other people that aren't right you know what i mean right invested in you you don't need fifty thousand. it's a quick 750 off of 50 people that's exactly bro you don't don't want to bite off more than you can handle anyway you don't need fifty thousand people to validate that you have support bro if you got i'm happy with bro i'm happy with the five people that hit me up directly to tell me how much the album meant to them bro i'll be telling him out of all this shit since i've like been on a music journey the thing that like gets me the most lit out of everything is the fact that people shazam my shit yeah i get one oh, like out of yeah, everything bro, i'm like yo somebody around the world just shazam yeah, me like yeah. that, that means the hard, most bro. to me said, out of like, even because i just yes. even think of the conversation yes. we've had about where your fan base even exists and you were telling me like you've been getting a lot of traction in australia right yep That's yeah so like fire. and that was just off running that was off Shazam's and running ads on Instagram, so two different places, Australia have been fucking with me. So it's just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But it's just cool because it's like I said, the Shazam thing is just like the little things as an artist, mm-hmm. you appreciate it. You yeah. know? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. We all want that fifty thousand, hundred thousand, five hundred, you know, million. Like everybody, of course, want that. Well, I'm, I'm be honest, I don't know if I ever want to be. Well, you know, they was just talking about that whole thing recently where they were saying on uh, Spotify. It was like, I don't know how the number, it was like a shitload of songs don't even get played. Yeah. It's like a lot of songs get uploaded a day, like daily, and like a lot of them are still at zero plays, Bro. which made me think it was like. But how is it at zero plays the person that uploads? Technically, does this just like default not? Nah, but you got to think about it though. Because they was talking about this on the Joe Budden podcast. 
there's a lot of variables that go along with this shit. There's a million, billions of people on earth. Every There's probably music being uploaded every second, we could probably say, right? There's yeah. music being uploaded every second. Not everybody is doing this shit for fame, money, Some of this shit may not even get a play because some yeah. people may not even care. Some people put music I, out and don't even put the effort into trying to push it. Bro, so you gotta I count know, a lot of variables. I know people. I have a very good friend who just makes music because he loves it. He doesn't... He puts it out. Uh, actually, I forced him to put it out because I'm like, bro, you spend so much time on this. It's good. You should put it out. Mm-hmm. But he just makes music because he just loves making music. It's all he does. His studio at home is fucking insane. It's the most dopest like home studio setup ever because he's a nerd he's a gearhead so mm. he's the guy who hits me like randomly that's, like that's yo did you see that new shit that uh uh native instruments came out with i'm like oh yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah i saw that um i just got a like sweetwater like notification or something or i saw it pop up he's like oh yeah i got it <laughs> then the next week he hit me he's like yo did you see the new thing from like teenage engineer and i'm like yeah bro that shit looks crazy he's like yeah, yeah, one, I, guess. I got it <laughs> like he's the dude <laughs> He loves music. He's in bro. Portland. Yeah, he loves music, but That's he but he doesn't push it. He doesn't care. Literally, just makes it because he loves it, and I love that. Like for him, I think it's really cool. What well, I was just saying all that to say that the like with all those people that are uploading, there's a chance that music don't get played. Exactly. So with that yeah. being said, yeah. if your shit is getting played, regardless of if it's two to three people, there's billions of people that are uploading music, and some of it's no, getting it has no plays. plays. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody is at least playing that shit once, be happy. Even if it's you telling somebody down the street, hey, yo, I just put a song out. Can you play it? Somebody played it. Yeah, bro. It could uh, have no plays. A hundred. A hundred. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, shit. You said what? I said that's a fun topic. Man, I could go down a rabbit hole with this music shit all day, man. It's just one of those things. Hey, yo. Do you, uh, you ever, you ever uh, watch the, I don't know how much, like, engineering and... Uh, I'm not too crazy. I only dabble when I need to try to learn something. Okay, okay. There's a podcast that I've been really into. I lately. think it's probably the same one that I kind of know. It's the black dude. They're always talking about fucking. They like nerd out over programs and shit and dolls and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, be going Devon. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Devon yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, uh, he be dropping gems though. Well, so Devon, man, I've been fought. It's it's called my audio nerds. Okay. Everybody, if you're a produce, if you're a musician, they producer, be shit, engineer. Though, watch my audio nerds podcast it's it's um it's just so they just drop game it's funny as fuck too but they like drop game on gear and like plugins and all sorts of things mm-hmm. and you just like learn a lot from it but also it's just fun to listen to i think you like it what's it called again my audio nerds my audio nerds yeah and devon terrell was a so it's funny i was i used to listen to him just as an artist i came across like the youtube stuff he was doing he did a lot of covers um and he then came to Portland and did like a show here, which was really dope. But he started, I mean, he's a, he's an engineer, like a true nerd, knows his shit, went to maybe Full Sail or something equivalent where he just like knows music production and engineering um, from mixing and mastering. He's just like a really really good uh, knowledgeable dude, but he talked like he's like one of us, bro. Like he get like he communicates it in such a digestible way so anyways i learned a lot of game and as a producer whether it's like your DAW or your plugins or whatever you're doing highly recommend like tapping in but i do definitely peep devon what's crazy is this shit kept popping up on my feed it was one of those things where it's like 
if you're a producer engineer, you naturally is going to stop. Is this because like I'll be scrolling through, I'm like, all right, let me see what they're talking about. Cause they're talking about shit that's related to my lane. You're gonna want to hear what they're talking about. Yeah. And every time I was, they were always chiming in on shit that you could appreciate. Cause they're always going back and forth. Because I'm so an FL nerdy, user. Bro. They'll it literally is. compare FL Studio to NBA players. And then I go in the like, comments well, and shit. I'm like, uh, they'll be like, yo, uh Ableton is like the Steph Curry yeah. and Pro Tools. Yeah, they yo, be that's throwing, like the LeBron, they be shit on FL, FL Studio. Though. Yo, you kinda like Draymond Green, bro. Like they, they gotta put some respect on FL Studios, bro. Why they disrespect Draymond and FL Studios like that? FL Studios has been producing some of the biggest hits lately in the past like 10, 15 years. Like it I mean, it is true. It but there is levels to this shit, bro. Because like I said, I got Ableton and I literally got Ableton strictly because I want to get more into like uh, the drum machines and uh, drum pads and shit. And it's mm-hmm. it's more organic using like, I feel like it's just, what Ableton is is easier with that type of vibe versus FL. I Yeah, I don't, I'm, I no shade. I will never go back to FL. I understand why people love it. You use um, Logic and Pro Tools? I don't use Pro Tools. People say it's Logic. fucking complicated. I'm like, this shit's not complicated. Ableton, Ableton, Ableton. is what I'm using now. I was okay. using Logic before. I think Logic, honestly, is like, it has become an industry standard, and it is so easy and intuitive and can hang with the best of them. And I honestly think it's your guaranteed sure shot. Like, anybody who makes music, regardless of what software, I guarantee Logic would Logic be your second it. one that you would fall in love with. Okay. Um but yeah, I'm in Ableton right now, and I think it's just easier for my workflow, man. Because like, I did my last album in in Logic, and I loved it. But my workflow, I think, is better now. Like, it's I can move quicker in what I'm trying to create mm-hmm. in the with Ableton, um, with my combination of my, you know, my my MK3, my machine, and like my synths, and um, I have complete control, like keyboard. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I can sample, I can record live, get vocals recorded. I can just do everything just more swiftly, I think, in Ableton and program it and arrange it smoother than I did in Logic. So that's the reason I'm there. But I love, love Logic. Honestly, it's I would go back to it in a heartbeat. Logic is supposed to be like essentially the more advanced or professional version of like GarageBand, right? Logic Bro, is what they Logic, is, is like like the standard for a lot of rec- uh, recording. I know is Lo- like Logic has become an industry standard. Like there are schools that are teaching, teaching like, Logic that courses. Used to right? maybe use Pro Tools or using Logic now. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Oh no, but I think I got mixed up. Pro Tools was the one that everybody uses for Pro Tools is an industry standard for sure. Yeah, yeah, That's my like bad, if my you bad, go to my bad, any my bad. I'm just getting mixed up. You go to any major recording studio, they're likely using Pro Tools. Um but for me, I actually don't like none of those shit. They all look bland bro, and not fun. producing Pro Tools to me is just ain't it. I can't. It just don't look it's not it's it look boring. It's yeah. All of them look boring, not fun, not but it don't look that shit don't know, all of them don't look boring, bro. I open up Ableton, <laughs> I'm like, "World's my oyster, baby. Let's get it." Dude, Ableton is right Ableton, all of them don't, they, none of them look fun, bro. What? They all look fun as fuck to me. They all look I, very... I, I mean, I'm just a nerd, bro. I, I can't wanna, say that FL Studios is a little junky. It's a little, feel, but it I, works. I just don't like it. I just don't like it, bro. I guess my question is like, okay, so obviously we're talking about like song structure and like time signature and stuff like that earlier, right? Mm. Like, I don't know. Whenever I look in those programs, I literally just see just grids, right? I mean, it is, and I'm like, <laughs> how do you grid. change? Like, for example, do I want to like, how do I change this grid to be three four, like three or like four four? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it possible to do that, or do you just have to? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you bro, you could do all that for sure. You can change the way it looks, the way it's formatted in most 
DAWs, um, customize it to how the view you want it to be. But at the end of the day, if you know how to use one, you can figure them all out. Facts. Okay. That they are all functional. It's just knowing where she is. It's just knowing where things are and like how, like for for example, if you want to record something and then you know add your whatever plugins to the recording that mm-hmm. you have, you know, mix that, and then you want to, I don't know, add some like auxiliary tracks to then start doing some, um, you know, maybe compression through an auxiliary channel. You don't want to put it directly on the track. Got put it, it on okay. an auxiliary channel okay. and slightly add compression to that. That theory, you can do it in all of them. If you know that theory, you can do it in, in any one of them. Um, obviously, hitting re- like recording and like the basics, those are all pretty. Most people can do that, but it's really getting into the production and the engineering. They, they're all capable. It's just preference, man. It comes down to preference. How long so, you been so producing again, bro? I, since since that crack fruity loops, man. How many it's years? Two thousand. I've been fifteen. Let's years count deep. this. Let's count this. This was two thousand like six. So we're so, yeah, about like two years earlier. Years yeah, dang. Mm. Fuck, I've been doing this seventeen years, bro. It's a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So when I see um, see a lot of younger guys that um, you know, getting into it and and trying to to figure this thing out, and it's been really fun. Um, having all of this knowledge and experience to to be able to you know chop game with people who are trying to get into it. Um, I have a young dude. His name's Elliot. Shout out Elliot. He um shout out to Elliot. Yeah, he he's just this little this younger dude who came. His his dad actually texted me. Okay. His, he was like, "Yo, my son, um, he's interested in production. He's really good, and mm-hmm. he's been making beats." But he doesn't know like the next step. He doesn't know what he should be doing. He wants to do this professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got put onto your music by you know a um, couple folks that he dropped their names. I'm like, oh, that's dope. <laughs> uh, really cool that they shared. You know, sent them to me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they they look at me as someone who knows what they're doing. Which um, you know, when we're doing this thing, I mean, I I like to say I know what I'm. I feel like I know what I'm doing. I have friends who are like, damn, this sounds professional. I'm like, motherfucker, we are professionals, bro. We really, like, <laughs> we make money off this. We do this at the highest level. I mean, what else? I mean, that is professional, right? I was joking yeah. with them like that. But anyways, it was dope that they sent the kid over to the, the dad to me. So I'm like, bro, let come through to the studio. I'm happy to have a conversation. And uh, so we brought him over. We talked, showed me some of his beats. You know, I gave him some some feedback, some feedback, but also just more. We we spent less time on the music itself and just more on music, the journey and mm-hmm. the mindset you need to have, and really just falling in love with this shit. Um, and then I gave him some technical things too, and some like uh, game around gear and things like that that I use that I think he should you know check out or whatever. That was fun too. Um, but anyways, we'd probably talk for like two, two hours or so. And, um, it was funny cause the, the, the dad and the mom came. So it was like a little family, like family gathering family. in the studio, just like, and they just let, they sat in the back with glasses of wine and the kid was up front with me and we were just like, was he? Out. uh, he was in high school. I can't remember off top, but, um, you know, I don't know. High school for sure. That's dope. Yeah, for between those ages, and I think it was almost done with high school. Um, but definitely younger, and uh, it was dope, man. He he's recently been dropping music, and 
he now has, um, you know, after our conversation, his, uh, his dad actually hit me last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last week. I think I shared it on my story, actually. He texted me. And he was like, yo, um, I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with Elliot, man. He's been going crazy. He just engineered his first full project with this artist, and they did it from the garage, and it's sounds amazing and i'm just like really impressed and really appreciate you taking the time and like putting him on and like coaching him through this stuff and he really really <clears> wants to do this um and he sent me the project and i actually followed it we share music now like when i see him dropping stuff mm-hmm. um but uh yeah bro like we have done this for so long we have so much to share and so much to put out there you know what i mean and, and this kind of goes back to the conversation we had even like before the dope dealer um performances we were we were having dope dealer shows and stuff like that we were like yeah like bro we do this professionally for other people that don't really care about and half the shit we got going on so it's like why not take the same exact right stuff we're doing for them and apply it to the shit we want to do so no ourselves brainer. yeah so I mean, no and i've always kind of had that same mindset so it's like just to see somebody else that I don't know, it looks like me in a similar space, like also have that same mindset. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, dude, the hours, think about it. Can you even take a guess at how many hours you put into this crap? I was into literally this? just talking to my mom today. Podcast? I can't tell you music. Or both. I can't tell you hours, okay. but I can tell you the numbers of where I'm at in notes and rhyme. I mean, in uh, beats. I'm at, uh, like five to six hundred plus rhymes, pages of rhymes, and I'm like close to the thousands in beats. Like I don't know how far, but like that's over accumulation of fifteen years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't know how much time it is, but to be like I've lost count, bro. I'm like over five hundred beats in, so right. I don't really know where the fuck is. Just you know yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, from a DJ standpoint, I don't even know how many hours I've spent in the past. Like what? Let's start. I picked up. My first controller in the I mean, bro, we'd be up to like three or four in the morning. You'd be sometimes right. spinning for four to five hours straight. There bro. Some, yeah, there were some times where like I would get off work and it would be like maybe eight. And I would DJ from just me in my living room, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, yeah. two, by myself. Sometimes three in the morning. Bro, last night we was over here yeah, turned like, up at two or three in the sleep. morning. I gotta bro. go to work in the morning. Last Man. night we was turned up two or three in the morning mixing some shit, vibing, bro. Is this bro? It's just what we do. Like, I think about it all the time, man. The amount of hours we put, like, you can't tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and you can't discredit the work I put in. Like, you know, the, we put in the fifty thousand hours. How do you feel about that as a as a as an artist? Is it like a surreal feeling, or a prideful feeling? Like, how do you feel? Is it like, damn, you look back and it's like, oh shit! Like, what's the feeling you get when you reflect on like where you at right now and all the work you put in? Is it one of those things where it's like? You just keep it going. And you don't really think about it, or do you stop? No, I think all naturally we That's all have moment. we all hindsight, right? That's natural. There are definitely times where I'm just like, dang, what do what, we know? What, what? Well, I definitely do. I do. I hindsight because I'm I'm a, I'm a very like a. No, nah, I'm a I'm a. <laughs> I, I, he knows though. Like I'm, a, I'm 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 both. <laughs> I think in order for me to move forward, I also hindsight. Um, but. There have definitely been times where I'm like, man, what if, uh, you know, if I had, you know, maybe kept doing, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. And that's why I ask. I think about stuff like that for sure. But um, I don't, I, I can't take away from my own. I'm extremely proud of like what I've accomplished musically. I've done some really cool stuff. I've performed for some dope stuff. Um, I've met so many cool people. Um, 
and I've created work that is going to live on. I mean, it's my, part of my legacy. It's like what I, you know, I, I always say, like, I don't, it doesn't, I'm not here to, like, I don't want to be known for my nine to five when I'm done. Hell no. I want to be known for my five to nine. I want people to know what I did outside of that. And people always like, oh, I heard you work at Nike. I'm like, nah. Front. Like, I mean, when that, was the, that was the dream job when I was coming up. So, like, it was very proud about it. But now it's, I yeah, mean, but it's in, like at it's the same like, time, it's, it's like, I don't, like you were saying earlier, so I don't want my whole identity to be what I do professionally. Like, and, I'm a person before also, I right, was this. A thousand percent. I think to each their own. I think a lot of people, that is their identity. Yeah, it right? is. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not me. Not me. Right? It's not. So I would say, like, I'm really proud about the five to nine and what I'm accomplishing, what I'm doing. So I'm always thinking about how much the work that I've done and, and reflecting on, you know, how far I've come. And knowing, I think the best part is like, fuck, bro, I feel like I still ain't even scratched the surface of what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm making music. There, there are times when I sit down and I'm listening to a song, just like, yo, this is the greatest shit I've ever made. It feels incredible. The mix is incredible. I'm going to ask you some but, real shit. And then, I, and, then, and then I'm like completely blown away by the next time I completely top that one, right? It's just the next thing that we do if you're constantly trying to get better and it actually is better it's just like it's just so like it's a surreal feeling bro okay when's the last time when's the last time you made something that made you cry when's the last time i made something that made me cry and it could be tears of joy just Uh, happiness anything just but you literally you 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 broke you 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 tear it up you're like oh shit honestly bro i was making this like uh I was making these beef tacos, and you have to dice up a hella onion to do it. So that was, to, the real answer is that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not even uh, mad because I was chopping onions the other day. <laughs> Yo, they might just be fucking That's me funny. up, bro. Uh, let's see. Musically, the last time I made, I, I think it was um, my project, uh, Tears of Joy, for sure. I remember sitting. I had finished it. I, I had finally finished the outro, and the outro to the project is super meaningful. Um, it was on some just real life shit that was going on in our life. And, um, I also had a friend help me with some specific parts that I wanted him to play on it. Mm -hmm. So I had gotten those back and finally got to mix it all. And bro, that track probably had 70 tracks on it that I needed to like mix down. And it's a long song too, but I finally finished it. And I remember listening to the... I intentionally, uh, the next morning, you know, you always do the next morning test, right? Oh, of course. I played the whole album before listening to that again, just to feel it, right? Yeah, I already know. And I remember after I heard it and it ended, I, I definitely had tears of joy in my, eyes, in my eyes. I was like, I cannot believe this came together. I, I can't believe it, but it's still a... a, a impress yourself kind of feeling oh, like know, wow right? my vision exactly what i wanted to happen yes. happened and it's better than i imagined it would be so that was definitely um the last time i really felt that feeling it's it's the best feeling man it, it is it really the best is. feeling and oh, it oh, is, oh actually ahead. that wasn't the last time that was the person that came to mind the show the okay. show bro 100 percent. when we had that sold out show last year um Everyone yelling my lyrics back at us was crazy. That was like, my first time ever DJing for an artist too. So just seeing that, that type of reaction, those type of feelings, genuine, authentic reactions in the crowd was—I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, best. and when it was over, and I got 
we, we finally finished at the end. It, we went for over an hour. And uh, I remember coming, um, went backstage, did the encore, came back out, did the last song. But after that, everybody was um, cheering. And like in that moment, I was just like, man, I really do this. We really did that. Like this shit was actually the most fire show and no one could tell me different. <clears throat> And I definitely had tears of joy in that moment. I was going to say it was those type of feelings. Um, it's probably the one of the most rawest feelings I've ever felt in my life because it's like a music, it captures emotion, right? Yeah. But when you tear it up, it's like sometimes, man, things happen and you just can't control it. And that's the reason why I brought this up because... It's a real true feeling that is beyond to me explainable because sometimes you'll start tearing like when I when it happened to me, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm only bringing this all up because I I, I don't want to get on a deep tangent, but I battled with like depression and shit for a while. Who doesn't? You know what I'm saying? Um, and you got to find things that truly make you happy in life. So sometimes yeah. you forget what genuinely brings happiness to you. Mm-hmm. So when I was crying, I didn't realize why I was crying. Yeah. Cause I was like, you're not mad. You're not, it's like, you really, this tears of joy. And I like, that's a feeling that everybody should experience. Cause that's like love. It's like when somebody hugs you with genuine love, it's like the only other feeling I get to that is when I think about my grandmother. Yeah. Cause my, I have a close relationship with my grandmother. And when I think about my grandmother, she makes me just, I get, I get yeah, yeah, mushy I inside. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that feeling was such a beautiful I, feeling to me that I don't get that enough. And that music gave me that. Yes. You know, so that's like, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just a really, it's, if you haven't felt it, man, I want people to feel that shit because it's that, a great feeling. It's a great feeling, yo. It, it really, really, truly is. Um, it's, a, it's a feeling that you, um, when it hits you right, you want to stay in that feeling for as long as possible because it feels so good. Shit, that shit was intense to me. It was emotional. Yeah, I love. I was like, I was like, bro, like, I was like, I can't believe that I'm actually emotionally happy. Cause normally, if you, I'm the type of person, bro, you can ask me like how I'm doing. The reality of it is, I'm maintaining. I'm not gonna be like, yo, I'm cool. Like, of course, we can say we cool and shit. Because a lot of times, something may be going good in life in that moment. That bro, you know, I think about that all the time. People, when people are like, hey, yo, how you doing? I'm gonna be like, yo, man, not good. This is what's going on. My, you know, such and such, such, and you, you hit them with some real shit. You don't want to be doing you're like, oh, oh, you didn't really. Girl, I didn't really want to know with. how you were doing. But we all do that, right? We all like, all right, what's up, man? You good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? I'm straight. But I've also, I don't know, I had a conversation with um, I think I was talking to my mom about this like literally the other day. I was like, yeah, like I feel like she was asking, me, she was like, yo, how you doing? And I was, I don't know, I typically. My generic response to how you doing is, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That's like your people asking how it was work. It was work. No, but it's not even that. It's like to me, it's like, yo, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean. Yeah, facts. Look, it's like, look, I'm not dead. I'm not in jail. That's true. I'm not Still. homeless. I'm, I'm all right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it could be way worse. That's so true. Levels to the shit. Yeah, Man. like. I don't know. Yeah, I also bro. just think of just like, I don't know, to your point earlier it's just like I mean, about the whole like how are you doing thing it's like yo like a lot of times i'm like yo i'm honestly kind of like if it's not coming from a genuine space i almost would rather you not even ask me how i'm doing mm-hmm. i'm honestly rather you just say hey and keep it pushing feel that you know feel that feel that bro especially after the last i don't know couple really last year in general just like especially mm-hmm. some people i had to work with like yo I'm like yo this uh, yeah. was not i know nah i, I know for sure, what you're talking yeah. about. We've had many combos. Facts. Mm-hmm. 
Man. So I'm like, sometimes it's like, if it's not coming from an actual genuine place, I'd rather not even entertain the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. Well, let's just say hey and keep it pushing. Yeah. Damn, bro, this was fire. No, man, yeah, look, we, we appreciate you pulling Definitely. up, man. No, we gotta, I'm, we gotta, we're gonna have, you gotta pull up again. We're gonna have to do a freestyle session. Cause I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, my freestyle game has been terrible for the past few years. Sometimes you good and you not lately. Yeah, it just hasn't been good. For me. But I always, you know, I always keep it going. But it just, I ain't been, I ain't been there. And yeah, it just ain't there. I, but I always want to be around motherfuckers. I'm, so I'm, I'm not like, a freestyler either. I mean, I'll do it for fun. No, I'm a freestyler, but I, I ain't been there. My, my, I'm, I'm been off for a while lately. Yeah, so. I, I do it for fun, but like I got to be in my zone to like actually say some shit that matters. Otherwise, it just be some funny. Fun. I mean, I'm always on that type of tip. Me and him say dumb shit, but when I really do feel like freestyling, I can. But it's been bad for a while. Bro, I, yeah. I just rap. have not been good lately. <laughs> no, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about when we be fucking around, just saying stupid oh, shit. But even still, like I still feel like your shit sounds like you actually rap though. Like me, I just sounds like I'm just trying to like say some shit that rhymes. I'm just saying we just be saying. I'm just saying that we we be fucking yeah, you around. Sound like you, talk, you sound like you rapping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that part. Word, bro. It's been love. Oh yes, man. Most definitely, yeah. dude. Thank, Pleasure thank meeting you. I really enjoyed it, the man. conversation too. This was love, man. I can't wait for folks to hear it. Um, this is it, man. These are two joys. Yeah, I got to be following this right here, man. This is we in here. Yeah, we'll bro, definitely we're definitely be doing some to do this future. with more local artists. Um, so yeah, trying to get some trying to get some women on here. Yeah, so, we're gonna diversify. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? We like female energy too. <laughs> that that part. <laughs> It was just International Women's Month. International Women's Month? Or just Women's Month? Women's Month. Mm-hmm. International Women's mm-hmm. Month. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Constantly thinking about the ladies out there. A hundred percent. Yo, this background is so weird. When did this come from? This one? Yeah, is that an update? You I should, don't know. It's just a screensaver. You should take this shit and put it here so everybody can see it when you post this. Because this is, I don't know what this is either, but it's... What, this background? It feels... Feels pleasant. It's just the generic TV background. It, it's like for some reason it's giving like I'm me playing Wii or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it feels like a Nintendo. <laughs> vibe. Like, Nintendo Wii I don't know why I'm getting Nintendo. I was exactly what I'm thinking. like, why well, I feel like I mean this that is Nintendo a Nintendo shit. controller. Let's, like it do look like that controller. Like Nintendo that's super Sega. Nintendo right there. Nintendo and Sega. Sega. Well, Sega's got three buttons, so Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a gamer? I know. What I used to be growing up. Not to get on a tangent, but I'm just curious. I used to be growing up. I, yeah, I still bro. got my NES, Super Nintendo, and 64. Keep that. PlayStation. I'm never getting rid of that. your parents' crib or your crib? Here, yeah, I got it. In Portland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, I got the, the PS1, Sega Genesis down there, PS2 down yeah. there, Nintendo Wii is somewhere down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't play anymore. I don't have time, but I still love it. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's something I would never get rid of. You can't, like those bro. It's part of my journey. Game um, systems? Yeah, like that that's, helped shape me as an individual. You know, I'll be honest, man. I think that that helped, yeah, helped shape me as an individual, even as a creative. When I think about like world building, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's what every game is. You're entering a world. So when, you, when I'm making music, like I want the storytelling to be A1 and take you into a world that feels like some of my favorite world. Like getting lost in the shit is the best mm-hmm. when you're playing games. Well, yeah, like it's yeah, musically, you, it feels the same way. Before you slide out of here, though, I mean, you have dropped. Let's say you dropped, you dropped three projects since 2018, right? So you dropped you dropped Bloom in 2018, mm-hmm. dropped Work from Home in 2020, yep, and then 2021 you had Dope Dealer, yep. So I guess what's next? What can we expect next from you, uh, from a music standpoint? I'm, I'm I'm not gonna give it all the way away, but I okay. will I will say this: I'm working on a project for this summer. Um, so it will be this year, 2023. Can I get a get feature with music. you? 
Absolutely, we should rap. You I would know. love to do something, brother. Let's we do some shit. Let's, 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 let's get it, connecting bro. people yeah. right here. Yeah, 100%. We should make some shit. I did my uh, first feature ever this year. Word. So I'm down. I'm. Let's, let's talk. Yes. Let's talk. Yes. Um, I have a project. It's a collab project with a buddy of mine. And we have a, um, I have a, vi- a vision for a specific sound that I'm trying to create. But basically, it's going to be some summer shit. Okay. Like, intentionally dropping in the summer because I... It's going to be, I can imagine um, exactly what DJs are going to play this at, what clubs and bars in town this year. I can't wait. It's going to be in that, it's going to put you in that summer mode 100%, but it's going to be completely different from anything I've done before. And that was my goal because I got like, I got some new gear that I love that I want to incorporate that mm-hmm. are going to unlock some new sounds for me. Um, and honestly, I just want to keep growing, man. I don't want people to hear dope dealer shit again, you know, on my new project. I, you have that. Yeah, you want, too, yeah, but you I want, want the sound keep... to like evolve. And yeah. So grow, I got grow as you grow as an artist. New yeah, music nah, coming a hundred percent is going to be crazy. I'm not going to give anything away just yet. Cause, um, I, I got to leave the folks guessing, mm-hmm. but it is crazy. Okay. I will say that shit I'm is excited, I'm excited hard. And when, when we perform this summer, mm-hmm. It's gonna go. We're gonna have a good ass time. Okay. Um, so musically, I have that coming, and then also, uh, I will drop this but bit on here. I'm planning a music festival. I told you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a select set of artists that are on the bill, and it's gonna be crazy. I can't fucking wait. I just actually um, won a grant um, to help fund the festival. Okay. So I'm really j- jazzed about that. I'm trying to pay the artists. I, you know, you don't really get this grant shit real. I've been. I need to get on some grant shits, man. Bro, it's real, man. Like it's it's for the community. I'm trying to put it on for the city and put it on for like the, who I think are the best artists here. Um, What's the name of the yeah. event? You can't really talk about it just yet. I I can't give it away. That's yet. fair. That's I'll fair, tell that's you. Fair. I'll tell you off. The, I'll tell you off the for mic. Sure. Uh, but um, when I announce it, it's gonna be. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think I've seen um a, a an event like this in the city. With the type of um, vibe that it's gonna have, it's gonna definitely be like our kind of party. So, okay. you, you know, it's gonna mm-hmm. be good vibes, man. So, I'll keep it on the radar because obviously, my DJ, bro, we gotta get it done, man. We're gonna hold Facts. it down. It's Facts. gonna be a good ass time. But, uh, yeah, fun stuff on the way for sure. I'm with it. Looking forward to it, man. Yes, sir. So I've been asking you about what's next for a minute now. Like, yeah, what's next? What's next? <laughs> we performing again. What's next? It's happening, bro. This a week. year is here, man. Okay. Year is here. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Word up. We better head into this jam yeah, session. This jam session, man. Appreciate you coming through and kicking it with us. I mean, yes, you can sir. Kick it for the jam session, but it seems like you got you know some stuff you got to take care of. So. Yeah, I got to give back I'm to the wifey. I'm coming home. I'm gonna <laughs> be there in a minute. No waiting. Um, We're sending him back home. He'll be <laughs> but, home for dinner. Yeah, this is uh, this was fire, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, for real, for real, like the whole point of this is just like you know, give homies a platform to you know express themselves and also just talk about stuff they have going on, stuff they want to promote. Yeah, because me and him are gonna be doing this shit regardless. So mm-hmm. it's like, yo, mm-hmm. might as well use this while it's here. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is hard. This is hard. Appreciate. You, I'm man. uh, I'm proud of y'all for doing this, man. I, I know you told me you were gonna start pushing, but like. Watching it and then seeing you guys come together and do this shit has been yeah, like episode eighteen. Real, dog. I know, man. Y'all doing this it? Is like, episode this, eighteen. This, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. hilarious, y'all. Episode eighteen. Yeah, that's crazy. And counting. Let's go. Let's go. All right, yo. Man, once again, 
I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, man. Up. My boy. As always, man. Yeah, appreciate you coming through. Yeah, we in the through. crib, oh. <laughs> bro. I babysitted the hell out of this beer, yo. I, it's, I'm, not it's not even done yet. It's not done yet? I said I'm babysit to too. Look, look, this, bro, you good. <laughs> you I, I said babysit earlier, swig. too. Another swig. Mm. Not too crazy. We're on the digital streaming platforms, but if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam sessions available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Earn One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.